No animals were harmed in the making of this episode. Humans, maybe. Mommy, mommy, I want to go to the zoo. You do now? Yeah. Do you want to get eaten by a lion? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> the whole episode is just going to be us just singing that song. <laughs> Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Today, we are obviously doing Fierce Kingdom by Gin Phillips. Makes me thirsty. (laughs) Right? Gin, give me some gin. It's so good. It reminds me of Karen Walker's sister. Yes. The narrator was Cassandra Campbell. The publisher is Penguin Audio. Very fitting for a book based in a zoo. Penguins. Hello. The release date was July 25th, 2017. Very recent. Yes. And the duration was eight hours and three minutes. The genre is literary, contemporary women, and suspense. Suspense. Okay. All right, here we go. Ready? Okay. This summary was taken by Amazon. An electrifying novel about the primal and unyielding bond between a mother and her son and the lengths she'll go to protect him. Ooh, yay, mommy. (laughs) The zoo is nearly empty as Joan and her four-year-old son soak up the last few minutes of playtime. They are happy and the day has been close to perfect. But what Joan sees as she hustles her son toward the exit gate minutes before closing time sends her sprinting back into the zoo. Her child in her arms. Oh, man. And for the next three hours, yes, I said three hours. Just three hours for an eight-hour book. The entire scope of the novel, she keeps running. Suddenly, mother and son are trapped as the animals Joan's intimate knowledge of this place that filled early motherhood with happy diversions, the hidden pathways and under-renovation exhibits, the best spots on the carousel. Why do you care about the under-renovation cells? And also, yeah, there we go. There's the carousel. But why do you care about (laughs) under-renovation exhibits? Why do you? You can't see anything. They're under-renovation. The best spots on the carousel and overstocked snack machines Mm. is all that keeps them a step ahead of danger. A masterful thrill ride and an exploration of motherhood itself. From its tender moments of grace to its savage power, Fierce Kingdom asks where the boundary is between our animal instinct to survive and our human duty to protect one another. For whom should a mother risk her life? Probably her child. Yeah, that's easy Maybe. answer. Maybe. Maybe. Sometimes. So, let's talk about this audiobook. Yes. Please. What did you think about it overall? Overall, it was a phenomenal audiobook. Cassandra Campbell is my girl. Oh, yes. She was bringing me life. You can guide me through a zoo anytime, Cassandra. Yes. Please read the map for me, girl. I know. It was so, so good. I mean, she was one of the narrators where there's multiple voices that can be heard. Completely forget that there's only one person reading the story. When she begins reading Lincoln's part, 
I honestly had to turn around to make sure there were no other children in the room. It was creepy, but perfect. Perfect. Ugh, it was so good. Yeah. She sounded like a child. Yeah. The creepiness of it was that she sounded so much like a little boy. Yes. It was just uncanny. Yes. You're a little boy, Cassandra, and I love it. Yes. Wait. Go, little boy. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Why do you- we talk? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I Well, you know what we mean, Cassandra. Yeah, you were really good. She actually made me really enjoy Lincoln as a character. Which is odd because you don't really like the children characters that we read. I don't like children in general, whether (laughs) we're reading them or or not. But yeah, she actually made you like Lincoln. Yeah, a a non-family member child. Mm -hmm. Way to go. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Sandra. I also think it's because I really didn't like Joan. Oh, what? I didn't like Joan. I didn't like Joan, but I really loved... Lincoln, Mm -hmm. because he was everything that Joan wishes she could be. Really? He was nice and he was innocent and he was just curious about things. Mm. And I think Joan had this selfishness to her. Hmm. Even though she wasn't selfish with her child, like to her child, she wasn't like forcing Lincoln to eat crumbs while she like snacked on a full buffet. It wasn't anything like Mm. that. But there were certain parts, and you know what I'm talking about, where Joan is just not the ideal person Mm. in a situation. But Lincoln looks at her and is like, Mom, why? Like, why would you do this? Why are you acting this way? Lincoln was very inquisitive. Yeah, he was kind of the voice of reason for Joan, which is weird because Joan was a grown woman and Lincoln was four. Mm. You see, I I, I love Joan. I love... The fact that she was smart in the way she was expecting Lincoln to act. She had this idea of, okay, so I know he's going to be hungry at this time. I know he's going to cry if I don't give him what he wants. And I'm picking my battles here. And that's how I saw Joan to be. Someone picking her battles and looking out for number one. Which was herself. Well, which was safety. Looking out to get Lincoln back to but she sacrificed safety. someone else's safety for her own and that is not mm. like i know it's kind of survival of the fittest type deal but you're teaching your child your child is watching you mm. your child is watching you while you tell the old lady to wait behind yeah to hide behind this thing and to move forward and leave them mm-hmm. leave the group that she had found behind or yell at the 16 year old because the 16 year old is exerting her nervousness mm-hmm. in a way that Joan doesn't like yes. via talking. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to, to watch Joan be very understanding and supportive of Lincoln, who's young. Yeah. But then when 16-year-old yeah, when Kaylin, Kaylin comes starts around, talking, she's like, oh, this annoying little girl. I mean, she mentioned that she did not like Kaylin at least multiple times multiple, yes. yeah multiple times when they were just in the storage shed together mm-hmm. which Kaylin was a little annoying but she was we also a teenager we didn't get that girl. in the book though we didn't get that annoyance in the book oh see I was a little annoyed because she was like oh my god like oh my god like let's get safety and like oh my god let's but I just worry about feel this like important thing when Kaylin rescued Joan and Lincoln mm-hmm. that's something that Joan recognized that Kaylin did but like Never gave her credit? Never gave her the full amount of credit. She mostly just was annoyed with her. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I get it. She's a teenager. But all of you are surrounded by murderers right now. Like going through the zoo and shooting people. You're all in the same predicament. Mm -hmm. So are we giving too much away? No. (laughs) 
Okay, just making sure, just making sure. No. Who was your favorite character? Margaret. I love Margaret. I think Margaret was the star. She was the hero of the entire book. She was the person that I really, really loved. I loved her voice. I loved her attitude. I loved how she was very caring. She is everything that I wanted Joan to be. Yes. And I think that's... Maybe that's what the yeah. author was trying to do is taking these women in different stages, li- you know, stages of, life. of life. And maybe Margaret is going to be the person that Joan no. is. <laughs> I have hope. No. <laughs> Margaret uh, spent 34 years in the school system being a really precious little old lady teacher. Who murderers remember. Yeah. And who she she can remember and call upon those memories. And she was a sweet lady from beginning to end. And mm-hmm. when she had her kids, she didn't step on other people to get where she needed to go. Mm-hmm. Again, I want to reiterate that I understand in moments of necessary survival where mm-hmm. you are, where it's you and you don't know if you're going to survive, you act in a different way. But I think Joan acted in a very extreme, 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 extreme way. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't care for it. Whereas I loved Lincoln. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed him. I did want to slap him a bit when he kept crying about food and saying, Mommy, where Mommy? I want food. I'm hungry. Oh, when he wouldn't quiet down the one time where she yes. was like, there's people going to murder us, yes. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. And I'm like, you look at that elephant. Look at that elephant over there. Yeah. You better care. You're sleeping near an elephant den who's mm-hmm. dead. Biggest problem that I had with the novel was majority of it was spent in one place. Mm-hmm. I was really expecting it to be lively and action-packed. And it was at the end. But a, a third of the book, Joan and Lincoln were in a penguin exhibit. That's true. Or no, no. What, was it a penguin exhibit? I'm getting penguin audio mixed up. It was, it was an exhibit. It was, it was an exhibit. exhibit of tiny animals that yes. weren't going to harm them. And I forgot because I was like, God, get out of this exhibit. They Just were close go. to the monkey area. Yes. But they, she was there for a third of the book trying to calm Lincoln down and, and tell him what was going on. But I said, go run. Go come face to face with a lion or something. See, I didn't have that problem mm. with it. So it's interesting. You loved Joan. I didn't like Joan. Mm-hmm. You didn't like how they spent the majority of the time in one location. Mm-hmm. I didn't find it so so awful because yeah. I felt like it gave us more insight to who, how Lincoln is mm-hmm. and how Joan is as a mother as a to mother. him. Mm-hmm. Not so much a person, but just as a mother. They kind of took it out of yeah. that survival aspect for just that yeah. moment. Yes, we're surviving right now, but we're going to give you some insight about how I am a mother and... How I know my child and what I need to do to survive in the long term. Yeah. And I mean, there was a lot of dialogue in those moments. But then to me, it went by very quickly. Mm-hmm. It, yes, the book did go very quickly. I finished this book in two, three days, I think. Yeah. Ugh, I did not want to put it down. I hated working because I was like, I need to finish this book. Yeah. So let's go back to the audiobook because we've talked a lot about the content, which mm. is fun. But the audiobook is why we're here today. Yes, everyone's tuning in because of the audiobook. So, can you talk a little bit more about our girl Cassie? Yes, Cassie, girl. So, tone, breathing. She was great. Amazing. Amazing. What about her cadence? I thought it was really good. For each character, I felt like she gave them their own flow. I loved how Margaret spoke. And I love how her voice used for Margaret. It was just this quiet, wise characterization of a woman. Yeah. 
I felt like it gave a lot of her softness mm-hmm. to it and really showed a lot of her character through the voice without needing so much of the descriptions. Mm-hmm. So her voice lent a lot of that to Margaret's character. Yeah. When she spoke as Kaylin, she sounded naive and young, but still strong and knowledgeable in some aspects. And yeah. I really liked that characterization of Kaylin. Yeah. I think the reason why I liked Kaylin so much is that it was through her voice of being able to show that sort of she's scared, but she's stepping up and she's doing her part to help people she doesn't even know. Yes. Also at the end, you know, no spoilers, but at the end, Kaylin is there and also Joan, which I have to say is like the most redeeming quality of Joan comes in at the very end. Mm-hmm. It really shows the growth of the characters throughout the novel for that very last part and their voices just completely lend to that in such a like full circle kind of way. It's like Joan starts off and she's very motherly, just, I don't know, she was very proper sounding. Yes. Her delivery for Joan was just very matter of factly, this is what's going to happen and I have to be sing-songy for my son, but Mm -hmm. also realistic. Yeah, very Very housewife. housewife. Kaylin was, like you said, she was naive and she was young and she had a strength to her, but it wasn't showing through as much until we came to the end when Mm -hmm. everything sort of came around. Yeah. And you can tell after the story ends, thinking ahead of the future, Kaylin's going to be changed because of this whole experience. I don't I think anybody would be changed, but Mm -hmm. specifically... Kaylin is going to become a better person at the end. And I feel like you get that at the end of the novel and the audiobook. Yeah. With her voice. Yes, definitely. Touching on the content a little bit, while the ending is not completely what we would have hoped for, it does bring a sort of closure to at least Kaylin as a character. Yes. Because we can we can kind of see how this event is going to catapult her into the future. Mm-hmm. And Lincoln... And Lincoln, yes. Lincoln is also going to be, I feel like, a different child. Mm-hmm. But the other ones, that's are, my main complaint. Are, are questionable. Yeah, my main complaint with the book is how it was ended. Mm-hmm. I think the author, and I wonder if Jin can correct us if we're wrong. Oh, yeah. Jin, please reach out and, and communicate with yes. us because we want to understand the mm-hmm. book because we loved it so much. Yes. I think she wanted to allow the listener and reader to have their ending that they want to think. However, with me, I'm such a concrete thinker that I need the ending to be wrapped up. Yeah, like the, we're not doing goosebumps yes, here. We're, we're not. This isn't Sopranos series finale, okay? Yeah, yeah, we don't want open-ended questions, especially when they're that open-ended. I yes. mean, I can understand if like she wanted to leave it open-ended for some sort of like recovery plan. Mm-hmm. Or even to be super metaphoric Yeah, to say... This is why I'm leaving it this mm-hmm. way because it's not really known. Yeah. I don't even know as an author. You know, yeah. I could I could see how that would work, but in this case, an ending would be amazing, especially finding out what happens to other characters that Margaret, we really love. We fell in love with Margaret, and we have no idea what happened to her. We have no idea what happened to the shooters. Yeah, not a big idea. I mean, I think that we have a, a small inkling, but. That one was a chameleon. Oh, he, he was, was a shapeshifter of some kind. Yes. And we know what happens to Kaylin and, and Lincoln, what you said. 
but we don't know what happened. How does how, how does Lincoln come back to his dad? How do they have their relationship? And yeah, give us some just a little bit more descriptives of how the story is going to end. Yes. That's what I would have liked. And if there's going to be a part two of like Hospital Joan or something. Hospital Joan. Then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like it would be as interesting as Zookeeper Shooter. Mm. But those yeah. aren't spoilers, by the way. No, no spoilers. But I appreciate her ability to make us ask questions. Yes. And that's the power of the book is to get people talking. Yeah. And to disagree with you sometimes. As a writer, it's like, I want to cause chaos. Uh-huh. Oh, and God. Jen, you ripped my world apart. Ripped my world apart. Oh, I need you to put it back together. Mm. What did you think of Cassandra's interest in the book? I think she was super interested. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's a mom in real life. She has to be. She really yeah. grasped that motherhood characteristic of Joan. But also kind of knew where Lincoln was coming from as yeah. a child. Yeah. And when when Margaret was talking and just that idea of I'm going to give back and I'm wise and I'm going to let the youngins sit back and handle this. Yeah. But I know what's going on. I can save them all. I feel like Cassandra used Margaret's teacher voice and she was able to dig that out of herself because she knew a teacher yes. like Margaret. Yes. Because – that voice was too spot on mm-hmm. for your favorite teacher in elementary school. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. I so really liked good. it. And when she w- when Joan was nervous or anxious about the shooters walking around and yeah. being so close, you could feel that in Cassandra's performance. Mm-hmm. She was shivering. You could you could hear the stuttering hear it, or yeah. the the worry, the sharp gasps. And I honestly thinking about the big picture here. And we get to this in a little bit. I could see Cassandra picking up toys mm-hmm. and giving them to Lincoln. Yeah. As Joan. Yeah. I could see her. I could feel her unzipping the book bag and saying, like, shoving these action figures in, in Lincoln's face. Yeah. Take these. Just take these. They're all there. I just, oh, it was really powerful. Her performance was amazing. I feel like we could have drawn a map of the zoo, of the little area that mm-hmm. Joan and Lincoln were in at the very beginning and then where they go throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, the Baltimore Zoo does not have a river through it, but oh. you know, whatever. You know, I was reading an article from another interview of Jin's that she had was on a podcast for another interview. And they were asking her, is this zoo based off of the zoo in my state? And she said, no, it was based off the zoo, the zoo in my state. And supposedly she's gotten a lot of letters and just kind of posts and comments about how the, the zoo that she described in the book was just like their state zoo. Why don't we have a zoo like that? Exactly. We just have little walls that are made out of gravel. Yeah, and walkways and... And all animals hide, which I don't... I don't know. Yeah, all the animals hide. I don't even think there's any animals in the Baltimore Zoo. Anyway, getting back. Yes. Our Baltimore Zoo is nothing like whatever zoo Jin and the rest of the fans of this book had and were jealous. Yes, please come fix our zoo. Yes, please add in a like 10 million foot wide river have some white water rapids mm. through it i don't know what else i have animals been that don't like don't hide from you animals that don't hate their life except i mean that's a zoo that's a zoo and so i think animals should be free so with cassandra there were no awkward pauses or slow transitions wait 
you're right with Cassandra, there was no slow transitions. But I do have to say the transitions between characters was hella confusing. Uh, oh, yes. Let's talk about that. Yes. Let's talk about it. So we're in the middle of like chapter four, I think. Yep. Chapter with, four between chapter four and five. With Joan. And then all of a sudden we're taken to another point of view with no introduction, mm. no character title, nothing. It, it was just... just- goes in there mm-hmm. and i'm sure with the physical copy of the book there's lines or there's asterisks or something yes but with an audiobook there was nothing nothing and so i guess our critique of that would be just when you're doing character transitions do a slight pause and make a dramatic change yeah tell us that things are happening that characters are changing yeah something like, yeah because it went from joan to margaret's perspective to the, I think it went to Kaylin's first. Or to Kaylin's first and, and then, then Margaret's. Margaret's. And then the shooters. Yes. And then back to Joan. And I was like, whoa. And it I, was a lot. It was like a pattern that I had to get used to that needed some work. Yes. Yeah. So that was my only gripe with like the pausing and transitions of the book. Because mm-hmm. I thought it was, I thought it was, I had to rewind. Yes. But in terms of transitioning from chapters, there was none of that. It was perfect. Yeah, Cassandra did a great job. Mm-hmm. So we already talked about getting a clear picture of the novel. Oh, yeah. We can draw that as you went to sleep. Yes. What about it being only eight hours? Let's talk about that time. Like the time of the book was yes. eight hours, but the time discussed throughout the whole book was only three hours. They lived three hours. Okay. So I have to say when we did um, This Is Where It Ends, uh-huh. that was also one that took over the span of 50 minutes or something, and it was... Yes. amount of hours or Mm -hmm. something. That book we said kind of fell on its face with the time planning because just everything, they would say that one minute went by and there was no way that a minute went by. Mm -hmm. This one did it right. Yes, this one did it perfectly. I thought that this book was really great with the times and the parameters that they set up for how that time passed. So there wasn't a minute by minute description. It was... A few, an hour, some, some were minutes, some mm-hmm. were like 30 minutes later. Yeah. But it was all presented in like the time format. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great. How hard would that be for Jen Phillips to have a specific length of time blocked out in your head? Ooh. And having so many things going through your head at once. And having to fit it all in and there. Yes. That must be so hard as a writer. And yes. she does it tremendously. Yeah. And because it also transitions from the sun being up to the sun being completely gone. Yes. So from day and night, literally. Mm-hmm. I think that the book could have been a little longer. Oh, I would yes. have liked it to have mm-hmm. been nine hours and then for her to give us a, an ending that was more fulfilling. Fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I agree. Nicely put. Thank you. Thank you. How did you listen to this audiobook? I listened to it at the gym. Oh, we're back to the gym. Yes. You haven't yes. listened to audiobook in a long time at the gym. Yep, it was at the gym, and it was a really great book to to listen to. I was able to think of everything that was happening, but it wasn't a frustrating book to listen to. Things that I was thinking about weren't items that I would want to change or that frustrated me. Mm -hmm. So it was just a nice book to just breeze through. Yes. What about you? I listened to it at home when I was doing some dishes, housework, cleaning. I also listened to it at work. I had a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. Some of my clients didn't show. School started. That's a good time for no shows. So I just plugged in my little headphones and I listened to my book. 
Now, question. Was this a book that you were able to listen to in the tub? Oh, yes. <laughs> this was a book that I listened to the, in the tub with my duckies. I was going to ask with rubber duckies. With rubber duckies. That's good because that really fills out the four-year-old. Yeah. And I was like all in it to win it. I was like, oh, ducky, ducky, squirt. Ducky, ducky, squirt. That's how I was. Why were you squirting things? <laughs> you know, the squirts. You had the squirts? <laughs> no. Uh, may, yes, last week I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you it has that like. You fill it up, you squeeze it in the water and it fills up and then you squirt it across the tub. I think squirt is my least favorite word now. Not more than moist? I don't care about moist. Moist is not a word that disturbs me. Mm. Y'all are stupid if you get disturbed by moist. I mean, I don't mind the word moist. It reminds me of cake. uh, Cake. I was just going to say angel cake. Mm, A nice moist angel cake. Mm. I am hungry. But anyway, yes, I listened to this in the tub. Squirting your ducks. Squirting the ducks. Greatest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. Uh, when, where should you listen to this? I think walking, going to the zoo. Oh, my God. That oh, would creep oh me my God. out. It would be terrifying, but necessary. Necessary. Just go to the zoo and walk around by mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Three hours. Yes. Lit- or, well, I'm sorry, eight hours. <laughs> An eight-hour tour of a three-hour time frame book. Exactly. Just go to the zoo by yourself and just listen to it. Maybe hide in a penguin exhibit. Wait. No. Don't hide in any exhibits. Don't. You might be mistaken for a terrorist. Yes. So don't do it. R.I.P. Harambe. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <sighs> so audiobook, actual book, and I hope there's a movie. There needs to be a movie. There needs Jen, to be. need to who, sell. Who would be Joan? Who would be Joan? Oh my god. That is a really tough because Joan was like in her 40s. Mhm. So I'm getting a Nicole Kidman vibe. You know, I was getting a Reese Witherspoon vibe. Oh my god. And I think it's because of Big Little Lies. Yes. <laughs> Completely. I'm getting I'm getting a Nicole Kidman vibe and you know who would be a great Lincoln? The boy that was in the room. Jacob. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um not the room, but room. But Jacob Trumbling. 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 I think it's Trumbling. Trumbling. Whatever. Jacob yeah, Trumbling. I think he's adorable, and I think he'll be a great Lincoln. And I keep seeing... I keep seeing Christine Baranski as uh, Margaret. Christine Baranski? Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because she's, like, super sassy and, like, yes. old, but, like, not really sweet. She's, like, everything that a third grade teacher would not be, but just... Margaret's way of describing how she was, she seemed fabulous. Mm. So she seemed like yeah. she was in shape, mm-hmm. that she wore great things. Okay. That she lived a good life, even mm-hmm. though her husband was divorced and she her kids were moved out and everything like that. She was in like a track suit. Oh. And I just saw it. I just I don't know why, I just saw it. Mm. See, I was thinking Sally Field for Margaret. The sweetness yes. of her. I, I think and if Christine the, and Brans- if Christine Bransky and Sally Field had a child, yes. they would be the perfect Margaret. Sally Bransky. Sally Bransky. <laughs> Got it. Done. And just when Margaret reaches out to Robbie and, and she's like, Robbie, is that you? Yeah. Like, oh, just and he was like, Mrs. Powell? Oh my God. Ugh. I just lost it. Yeah. 
I was like, I know where this is going to go. Yep, exactly. Mm. For Kaylin, I would say Zendaya. Oh, oh, perfect. Yes. Perfect casting for yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Because she's young looking. She seems like a normal teenager. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that. Please make this happen. It needs to. HBO, make it a movie or something. Or an eight-part miniseries. Oh, yes, they will probably do it. Hopefully. Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. But I would definitely listen to this audiobook again. Yeah, 100%. I loved Cassandra. I loved Jin's writing. Yeah. Perfect match. Perfect team. I'm so excited to listen to more of Jin. Yes. Oh, my God. I I have the list already made. And mm-hmm. I'm really excited to listen to more Cassandra. Yeah. Yes. I, I hope to get Cassandra on the show. Oh, yes. Can we do a dual Cassandra. episode with Cassandra and Jin? I mean, we already have once before. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. So I think we know the answer to would we shelf it or shove it? Oh, hands down. We're going to shove it. We're going to what? <laughs> We're totally going to shelf it. <laughs> We're going to shelf the hell out of this. It is nailed to our shelf. We can't read it anymore, but it's nailed. It's nailed. Oh, I can't wait to not be able to read it. Yeah. It's nailed. Because it's nailed up on our bookshelf. But yes, shelving all the way. And please mm-hmm. listen to this audiobook. You will not regret it. You definitely not. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. All right. So that concludes our episode of Audio Shelf today. Thank you for listening to our recap of Fierce Kingdom. Now, I might not go to a zoo anytime soon because I'm scared of them now. Was Wine in the Woods at a zoo? Is that the Baltimore Zoo? No, that is... Oh, I might go to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um... Oh, Brew at the Zoo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brew at the Zoo. In Baltimore, we have this thing called Brew at the Zoo. Yeah. Where you hang out outside the zoo and drink. <laughs> and then you go inside and, I don't know, terrorize the animals. Basically. But they don't allow alcohol inside. So, hey. Oh, yeah, that's good. You just maybe you might just fall in. Shwasted before. Exactly. It is a good time, though. I do like me some brew at the zoo. Cool. So you'll mm-hmm. still go to that. I will. you won't go in the zoo. Oh, yeah, I'll, go, I'll be outside. Yeah. Yes. Cool. To stay up to date with all of our wild adventures. Oh, I like it. Please like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf and follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me. We release new episodes every Monday and Thursday as a part of our hashtag Dirty Thursday, if you're in that crowd. And we are always looking for new content, so please shoot us a message. And if you're tired of being caged in like an animal, please go to our website and (laughs) click on the Audible affiliate link to sign up for a 30-day free trial from Audible. And with that 30-day free trial, you will get two free books. And hoping one of them is Fierce Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And if you like Fierce Kingdom as much as we do, or even if you don't, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Until next time. That's Tiger for... Bye! Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Fierce. Fierce. Kingdom. Kingdom. This sounds like a drag race. Because it is. Because it's fierce. Yes, it, it really is. But it's completely opposite of that.
the what are those things what are called? those things called when they, they spin the, around a carousel a carousel with the horses in the middle a the horse stuck, carousel the pole in the what's middle it, of them what's it called what is that thing carousel carnival is circus. that it is it just called a carousel is it a carousel what is we need to look up what that is poles through horses it is it's just called a carousel it's just a, yeah thanks google thanks you always make us feel so good about ourselves <laughs> next long one you can have <laughs> She completes. She. <laughs> Almost met you. I'm going to condition you. Uh, sorry. You're going to get beat. The... <laughs> From its tender moments of grass to its savage power. Of grass? Did I say grass? You said grass. <laughs> Fierce kingdom. <laughs> He's an exploration. I need to read. <laughs> tender moments of grass. <laughs> laying down in the grass and just like <laughs> feeling it while the porcupines mm. come over <laughs> that was great that could have been awful <laughs> oh, and like how, can you do it i'm christopher walken want cowbells okay and i guess eddie's home and i guess eddie's home <laughs> um do you believe in zoos like are zoos real no do you <laughs> Do you like zoos? Do you agree with zoos? You want to say hi to everyone for the bloopers? Hi. <laughs> hey, Eddie, what do you think a book called Fierce Kingdom is about? No. <laughs> it's not after dark. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, closer. That's, closer. That's closer. That's closer. It's about a zoo shooting. Motherhood. <laughs> And motherhood. <laughs> motherhood. Zoo shootings and motherhood. Living audio shop together since 2016. <laughs> it is the link that binds us all. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> do I believe in zoos? Because they're kind of, I mean, in a sense, that's I why. I don't th visit them. Okay. I think the bigger issue is um, people that hunt big game animals. Oh, yeah. I think that's the bigger, bigger issue I have mm -hmm. with things. Zoos, you know, they do have animals that die in captivity because they aren't accustomed or equipped mm -hmm. to have them. Yeah. Yeah. I think because you can eat. I mean, yes, circuses. I'm glad they're closing. But because they treat their animals horrible just mm -hmm. to train them when you're not really training them, you're teaching them to learn helplessness. Yeah. But. Zoos, a lot of people disagree with them because of the captivity. And I wish, instead of zoos, I wish we had safaris, more safaris. Yeah, that like, would be that would be better. I like, mean, they have those in Florida. Yes. And so I wish Mighty Joe Young existed. And yes. we can go ride in a Jeep and try to chase after Mighty Joe Young and play with him. And Adam Ruins Everything, that TV show on, like, True whatever it's mm -hmm. called. Mm-hmm. He... They named the title something clever because you can't really complain about him because, yeah, that's in the title. But seriously, like, he tries to convince people that poaching is good. What? Yeah. And it's like, oh, we don't have poachers. The, this is something that this is necessary. Mm. And it's just like, mm, how about I poach you, Adam? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How'd you like that? Would you like to be murdered and hanged up on my wall? Because mm. that can happen. And no, I think. Can't. And I think that was the whole premise of the story was 
people are just as animalistic as animals are. Exactly. Except humans are not as helpless as the caged animals. Yes. That's true. Yeah. Very true. Babes. <laughs> Babes. We're okay. recording right now. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Eddie came down. These too. bloopers are going to be amazing. Yeah, they are. Sub oh. audio shell. If you heard the title Fierce Kingdom, what would you think the book was about? Medieval setting? What? That's or, exactly what Eddie said. Or about a lion in like let's see the jungle book. That's basically he said wilderness is the second option. <laughs> good one, good one. Well, you're wrong. It's about um a zoo shooting. And motherhood. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>